I just wanted to say Happy New Year's to all the people out there who have supported me over the last year and some change. Um, we have been doing great things with KFPL and we're going to continue to do more. We have lots of news coming. We do have an event coming up on January 9th. Make sure you go check out the website and uh, sign up for that event as it is a short adaptive um, Keyforge. And uh, again, all the uh, proceeds go back into the prize pool. So for the last 20%, that will go towards helping support and fund the KFPL prize pool for the actual big event. Um, we have the free qualifiers coming up soon as well. But enough of me ranting about what KFPL is going to do. Let's get into some like technical talk with my co-host, Drazcore, my one of my teammates from the United Archons Prime. And I uh, hope you enjoy it. And thanks again for listening and have a wonderful new year and be safe. Welcome to KFPL Weekly with Jupiter, a.k.a. Fifth Planet Keyforge from the Keyforge Premier League. Um, with my sidekick and buddy, Drazcore. Say hello. Hey, guys. How's it going? Hey, so let's get you up to date on what's going on in KFPL real quick before we get into our talk about the Shadows Top 10s. Um, this is a re-recording because my, my previous one, uh, Harlan, bombed it too much. It was way too loud and uh, didn't didn't go well. So we already know our top ten. Wah, wah. But, but but we're going to <laughs> but we're going to uh, we're gonna re pretend like we don't know and we're gonna go through the top ten anyway, or we'll just discuss them as we go. Um, so it should be fun. But uh, with that said, KAFPL has a event coming up on January 9th, um, 11 uh, o'clock Eastern is the. Um, the start time for it. It's a $10 entry. Uh, so like It's just like all the other like top of the month tournaments, which we're going to do from here until forever um, until we until we get, can't like don't have the support for it. But the goal is 128 people. Um, that's what we want to hit. We've been over 100 now. Um, and if we hit the 128 mark, we can pay out to the top 16, whereas right now we're only paying out to the top eight. Um, so that's exciting to get close, closer and closer to that mark, right? Um, so uh, maybe this will be the event, maybe it won't, but it's short adaptive. Um, if you don't know what that means, it means you can bring any deck you want. Um, we don't Ooh. care. You bring whatever you want, and um, you're going to basically bid chains on it right off the bat. You're going to both choose whether or not uh, you like what you see or you don't like what you see. If you both pick the same deck, then you start bidding chains, and somebody's going to get the better deck, and somebody's going to win. And it's a one-round event. Uh, like one, Basically, you either win or you lose, and you keep going. Um, so it's like you only have to play one game with any deck that you run into or, or that you see. So... Um, but the cool thing is that short adaptive format kind of balances that out. Um, b b bidding chains is still a very big, uh, a skill that I think is very unpolished. So I'm very curious to watch this event and uh, see it go. Because honestly, like as much as I, 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 I've plugged adaptive in the last year, um, I don't like adaptive. <laughs> like uh, it's not my it's not my cup of tea. It's a different skill set. Um, it's very hard. Um, it's probably the one that uh, is least fun for me um, as far as things go. But with that said, I still play it because it isn't horrible. Like, and it is super challenging to me. So that's like awesome. But I prefer to play. So my... you prefer the short adaptive is where you're going, just if it's you playing a game uh, yourself. No, no, I I prefer playing three games always. Oh, you prefer the full adaptive? Okay, okay. Yeah, like, and then I I prefer not playing adaptive. I'd rather play triad, archon, uh, like any of the other formats first because uh, I just uh. I like to play my own decks. Like I like to play my own stuff. Um, but I, I understand the value of adaptive. Um, and I think that they're like being prepared for your games and stuff like that is a lot, a lot. Uh, it's more technical. I think if you are bringing your own deck and preparing with your own decks, um, and then you're playing in an event where you're playing the deck that you prepared with, right? Um, so that's huge. Um, with adaptive, that that becomes a, a lot more balanced, I guess. So it's kind of scary um to to people but um the thing is is like i still have decent knowledge on all the cards in the game so like i don't do horrible at adaptive at adaptive adaptive but you know me i like to kind of just like space out when i play most of the time or like i'm doing other things so like i like the easy going and it's like when i know a deck really well i can flow with that deck and make the plays without really thinking too hard adaptive i, I don't have that luxury so <laughs> i'd rather just mm -hmm. play, i'd rather just play archon myself when i'm playing for fun and the tournament's different tournament i'll play whatever i just like being competitive but um it's definitely the adaptive is the, the one thing the thing i play least so gotcha gotcha yeah definitely um you know i'm not playing adaptive with some of my friends that play more casually right because it's not it's a much higher uh skill floor in many ways to play adaptive or short adaptive well so so yeah i haven't played a huge amount of it myself mm -hmm. but uh, it, it is an intriguing format like to to try to evaluate those decks out of the gate 
is uh, is pretty interesting. Yeah, it's really hard. And um, there has been a talk about having uh, a, a different type of adaptive, right? Where uh, I know that Eric um, from Knowledge is Power is big on this, uh, who is justice blind, uh, blinded. Mm -hmm. But um, he likes the idea of when you come to the table to play adaptive in a three-round set, you should play your opponent's deck first. And then in the second round, you get to play your deck. And then if it mm -hmm. goes to mm -hmm. two, you play things. And uh, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of value in that thought process, I think. But at the same time, like... Um, you know, like the reason we chose the the, the standard one is because that's what is in the books for how Keyforge is played. So, um, sure, it has sure, nothing sure, to sure. do. It has nothing to do with whether I agree that it might be better that way or not. Which I I actually do agree that I think uh, overall <laughs> and uh, going on the record, I'll say it, and so that way people can crucify me. But I do believe that <laughs> I do believe you're wrong. No, no, no. Yeah, I I, I do believe <laughs> I, I do believe both are valid. I do believe both are valid. But I do think that by playing your opponent's deck first, it's a lot harder. But mm -hmm. Um, I think it also makes it so that when you do get to play your deck, you're playing your deck at the best of its ability because now you know their deck and you've seen their deck. So now in game two, you're getting rewarded for your deck, right? So I think that's right. I think that's cool. But um, yeah, I guess uh, I don't know if I have a strong preference. I think both both are interesting. Mm -hmm. um, I haven't played adaptive enough either to to probably have a, a strong opinion one way or another. Mm -hmm. um, I can see Eric's argument. I can see the argument for saying, hey, you know, figuring out, um, you know, learning how to play your opponent's deck by watching your opponent is is an interesting skill to learn also. So um, I don't know. I don't know if I have a strong opinion. Yeah, that's fair. But anyway, if you guys want to know more about that, go ahead and hit up the uh, Crazy Killing Machine uh, website and register there. We have some big things going down on the website, which I'll be covering soon. Um, in a news article, so stay tuned for the YouTube channel for when those updates happen. But it's going to make your tournament lives even easier than it already is um, by basically making a registry for you to basically leave your info in and stuff so that when you go to fill out the sheet, it's like autofill for you. Um, so um, with that said, like, um, you know, like I said, we'll break more once it's finished and we see it working and stuff like that. But um, it's kind of cool to, to tease that idea. Um, I'm not fully sure what it's going to be at this point. Right now, the big brains of the CKM group, uh, Steve and Carl, are, are working on, the, on that. And uh, I have no doubt it will be amazing as everything that they do is pretty amazing when it comes to that stuff. So um, just keep up. For, uh, the news should come out. We'll probably make one here um, by no later than next Wednesday. Um, to go out and plug a little bit more about this tournament and stuff like that. But we got some Which would be January 6th, 2021. <laughs> right? Yeah. Or the 13th. It would be... 6th, I guess, right? It would be the 6th. It would be before the, gotcha. the 9th. Yeah. Cool, cool. Because the 9th is the key number for our tournament, right? That would make sense. <laughs> yep. That would and, make sense. Yep. We also have all the pre-qualifiers coming back. So um, if you didn't mm -hmm. qualify for Season 2 yet, um, those will be back up online and stuff like that. And... Um, there's going to be a lot more competition this season because like there's no freebies in uh, other than the people who placed in the top uh, 16 of last year. So that's, uh, should I, be good. I think it's pretty huge. Um, and, yeah. and, uh, and again, like it's going to be round Robin this year. So, so there's going to be no doubt who is pushing on and who's not. Um, it'll be five weeks. So, um, and then you'll have your finals. So, you'll go into your final brackets. Um, so it should be a little bit faster, a little bit more streamlined, a little bit better, I think, all around. Um, and we're going to continue to take feedback and improvements. Um, so um, just stay tuned. Season two coming at you. Um, YouTube is going to have, I'm going to have a weekly uh, weekend show on Saturdays um, that is going to basically talk about the league and what's going on standing wise and like any cool plays that we you know saw or like talk about who's playing well and who's not etc um probably not say who's not that's silly but um <laughs> yeah but 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 it's just a, i like the good stuff it's like well i mean nobody plays silly right everybody plays their own way but i'm saying like uh we, we basically can talk about that stuff and kind of have like an open forum too to where people can feedback on that saturday um with me and talk about the league and then all the updates will be made on either saturday night or sunday with the uh brackets and uh there's gonna be no like peaking 
basically unless you know the person that's in the league and you ask them directly um we're not going to make people not do that but um if you're a person that wants to do any kind of recording of events and games um let, let us know as well um this season we're leaving it open to people who have shows and have do media that if they want to um basically partner up with us and do their own stuff for their own channel and stuff like that we have uh we're gonna let that happen and uh basically let people get videos out there we want more content right and so i think that opening the floodgates on that is just gonna make it easier um we just ask that nobody does live recordings um unless they people that are playing know um so that way that they can you know close hands and stuff and we ask that you get the players blessing to uh record them um etc so i'll have a schedule and stuff the easiest way to do that is to contact me directly and um i'll put you in our media group and then i will be posting the uh, schedules and stuff there once people plot what they're doing and stuff so that people can see it so if that interests you hit us up too um but with that said i also have two teams that are already going to be working pretty hard on it they call the week guys um over there with brobnar and siaka those guys are going to be helping out on the on the uh, u.s side of the house with me um they'll be my my two my two compatriots um and then we have the screech bob omb boys uh spo boys that are basically uh from england and they are going to be doing the more of the stuff that's over in the apac slash europe side of the house that way we have more coverage and more you know like time friendly uh recording space um so that's pretty awesome i'm excited for that um the screech bob omb boys are um Calum, uh, Baron Von Fabulous, and Vince Tuck, if you don't know. So shout out to those guys and all the guys that are going to be helping with that stuff. I appreciate you 1 billion percent um, and all the new people and new faces that are coming in and helping with uh, CKM, uh, KFPL. Um, welcome aboard. Cool, cool. Welcome aboard. Yeah, good wel lineup. Yeah. Wel welcome aboard Aca Acadia. Acadia. Um, she is going to be our new PR person, so you'll be seeing her pop up a lot in a lot of the media stuff. Um, you know, she'll be running and stuff like that. So um, I'm excited to have her on board, and we still have Muffins there and, and myself doing. We're kind of the media group of the of the of the of the league, and then you have the planning, organization, and, and execution of it with Carl, Steve, and uh, Z. So if it's not those six people um it's probably not legit so um if you have issues with kfpl or you have feedback for please direct us like directly contact us don't assume that other people are um with the league um we've had some issues with that but we will basically um be more than glad to listen to everybody's productive and constructive feedbacks as always and um i got no problems anywhere i thought season one was pretty successful and uh, i thank everybody Sorry. for it yeah, and, and this is a new year and a new a new look, so um, we're hoping to be get even better. So that's our goal. But yeah. let's yeah. move on to Shadows top ten. Yeah. 10, 10. Yeah. So for let's number so for number ten, um, did you make any changes since last we did this? Oh, I did. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So so uh, I went back and I I, I thought I reflected, mm -hmm. and I changed some things around a little bit. I, I did. And, uh, I, I did. I did, I did too. Some, you did too. Oh, okay. I thought I was gonna surprise you with my with my changes. Like, what is he doing? <laughs> but no, no, it sounds like we both had the same idea. <laughs> no, yeah, like I, I made a couple of adjustments because, like, I, I think that. Uh, well, anyway, I, I we'll get to it when we get to it. Yeah. Anyway, oh, now it makes it interesting for us again. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, anyway, so with uh the first bit, bit um, I think we said that this was my week to go first because I think you went first last week. So mm -hmm. my my number ten is still Snack Lifter, as you know from last mm -hmm. time we talked. Um, and Snack Lifter, the reason I have him at number ten is because I love artifact control. I love the fact that he takes artifacts. I love the fact that he turns them into shadow artifacts if um they're a house that you can't use. So. Um, I think Snecklifter is right up there with Borrow and Hawk and all those other ones, but uh, I think Snecklifter slash Borrow are the two best of the best, and I like the fact of that Snecklifter is a creature as well, so I get a, a little bit longer game of making more Amber with it, other than like just borrowing it. So um, That's the reason Snecklifter is number 10. That's the reason it's my choice for Artifact uh, Control. It'll almost always be in my top 10 if the house has a decent one. Um, and this Snecklifter has got a very good win rate, um, and it is very highly sought after um when i'm playing shadows in the sets that he's there so um mm -hmm. I, I i go with snecklifter at number 10 and i pass to you for your he's pretty 10. good he's pretty good you know so actually last time i recorded i didn't bring up the 
the artwork while I was staring at this card. And I'm actually remembering way back when I first started, I, I briefly thought that the Snecklifter like wasn't the dude with the big bag. I thought it was like that that snaky rope thing hmm. that uh, that he's holding. Hmm. Um, but it does say elf, so so I, so I was definitely wrong. But uh, I think that could have been kind of cool if the Snecklifter was like the snake that takes the gem for for the elf dude. I don't know. Maybe. Snakes, Maybe. Snakes that would have been cool. Snakes are interesting anyway. But So what was your number 10? So my number 10, at this point, is Merkins. Uh, so... The mighty have fallen. <laughs> <laughs> one place. One place. <laughs> he was number 9 when I did this earlier in the week. But he's number 10. Uh, two power creature. Uh, he's, he's an elf. Uh, and he's in a swanky bar. Uh, grabbing a cocktail, and uh, I don't know if you—I don't know if I mentioned this, Jupiter, but uh, one of my other hobbies is I'm a big uh, cocktail guy, like make a bunch of my own ingredients, all that sort of fun stuff. Okay. Anywho, he—he uh, he says, uh, "Play, choose a random card in your opponent's archives or the top card of your opponent's deck. Play that card as if it were yours." Yeah, the the random chaos factor of the game, the fun factor, right? Like that's like people like to call it. Um, mm-hmm. Not not my cup of tea, but he's not a bad card. Like I do like yeah. him, <laughs> especially like when your opponent has an archive because mm-hmm. almost always they're saving it for something good and important, right? So often you're gonna get one of their better cards out of uh, their archives, uh, unless they know that you have Merkins and they bait you. Yeah, and they put like a you know. Like a key hammer or something in there. <laughs> they, they they switch they switch the bad card. Yeah, like stick stick a key hammer in yeah. there. Oh, yeah, that would yeah, be so yeah. that would be so good. <laughs> Big brain play right there. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I don't think that one's ever happened to me. I've definitely like hit a gateway to disc out of there when mm-hmm. didn't necessarily want a gateway to disc mm-hmm. go off. But uh, you know, it's a uh, um, it's a fun card, right? And you can you can sometimes get some some really cool stuff or or just deny them something they wanted, uh, even if it's not amazing for you is is pretty strong so, yeah funny uh, funny Mer- a funny merkin story was i was playing in the league against uh i was it the league i don't even remember when i played it but it was i was playing cory jo- joyce in a tournament of some sort and mm-hmm. um i think it was coat but um like uh it, when i was playing there like um my first turn i was like play something random go like nothing major right and like i had nothing on the board uh, i think one amber pip from whatever i played i don't remember what it was but i just remember his first turn and going well that's not gonna be very good for you and in the long run i guess because he was like literally like he goes merkins and he hits um my heart of the forest i remember that <laughs> and it puts it in play and he has no way to really deal with it and then oh. then, then he plays his second merkins and he hits like a um like a positron bolt or something and has to kill both of his uh his, his dudes he just put out yeah, yeah something <laughs> something like that it was just it was just all kinds of bad yeah. start like and that was like, yeah it's like mercus can be great but it can be so bad sometimes too but, it's true but it's, uh, it's true it's wild wormhole syndrome i just don't like it uh I don't, I don't like those random chaos factors that go with things so um which i can understand yeah. I, I like merkins a lot more than wild wormhole um yeah that's i fair. think because it messes with your opponent's deck yeah that's fair um I think so. That, I think that's a good. Uh, that's a good thing. Like uh, I don't think you're. Mm-hmm. I don't think you're wrong for that. So. Mm-hmm. Cool, cool. All right. So that was my number ten. So, so was... my number nine. nine, nine my nine. number nine is Master Plan. So Master Plan gives you a number when you play it. It's an artifact. Play effect. Put a card from your hand face down under Master Plan. Omni effect. Play the card under Master Plan and then destroy Master Plan. So this is really powerful. It's like a secondary archive almost that you can house cheat out of. So you can just make some really really interesting stuff happen with Master Plan and with the right combination of cards, Master Plan can be super strong. But even if you've just got a random deck, just the ability to to play a uh, um, play something out of turn add the efficiency of being able to, to move through your cards more quickly. You get the ember. Uh, it's just uh, it, it's just real good. So, uh, master plan. Fall on the, sp- the spot from the, uh, the last of the cast. <laughs> it's true. 
It's true. I have a feeling that a lot of them fell at one spot because I'm pretty sure you added a card that you that you completely didn't that we, like. That we <laughs> talked about last time and, and uh, I, I admitted perhaps I had overlooked something. <laughs> I think so. But anyhow, yeah, with, well, with, that yes. said, with, with that said, with that said, with that said, yeah, I don't, I don't blame you. Guess me. what that might be. Hmm. What might I have forgotten about? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But uh, so moving on to number nine, um, I actually have my first change here. Um, I had bait and switch before here and uh mm-hmm. bait, bait and switch has moved i won't say up up or down or nothing else but um i went with mascus asp after talking to you about mascus asp and why i love mm. mascus asp he, he finally Aww. like he finally i was like yeah i, I gotta put him on my list because mascus asp again is the armor cracker for all the armor effects and stuff that are in the game um it, you know three powers is is a substantial number um if you do anything else to keep him in, in play it's even better um, if he's protected by a shadow self or anything else or any taunt creatures and stuff like that, he can just be game deterring. And um, he makes opponents play around him um, if they don't have an answer for him. So I think his effect on the game is noteworthy of a nine spot. Yeah, now, and I was questioning you on this one uh, when, we, when we recorded this last time. And you, you sort of talked through and talked about, hey, you know, very few things have have more than two armor so it, it can be pretty pretty effective to, to clear stuff out of the board. You know, it makes a lot of sense. Um, I, I did not add it to my top 10 after after chatting with you, but uh, it was just, this was definitely one of the cards that I didn't even consider putting on the list initially. But after chatting with it, I say, OK, I could see why why somebody might put it on their list. Yeah, I, I think a little bit differently than a lot of people, I think, sometimes. But uh... Sometimes that's good. Yeah, I like I like the way I think most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> it's good that you like it, you know. <laughs> most 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 of the time, most of the time. Okay. It's all okay. it's all it's all GTG, right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll pick up myself forever about that. <laughs> um, but anyway, um, if you missed it, uh, I used to think I thought GTG was like a shorthand for good to go, and it was completely wrong because I'm old and I didn't know. Basically, the opposite meaning. Yeah, he's got to go. Got to go. I can understand why some of the people. I can. I can understand why some of the people got confused when I would say it now, because before yes. I'd just be like, "Go ahead," and they'd be like, "Oh, okay," and I'd be like, "Okay," I was like, "Weird," <laughs> but but then uh, Carl was was nice enough to uh, laugh very uh, hard at me and tell me that I'm old and forgot. As he should. As he should. Yeah, he's a good guy. He takes care. Of, <laughs> he takes care of me. <laughs> Excellent, excellent. But anyhow, with that said, we are moving on to my number eight, uh, which did not change. Uh, it is Lights Out. Uh, I think the card is phenomenal. It gives you a amber pip. It takes things off the board. It just does a lot of work action-wise and stuff like that. Um, it's only low as number eight because it is somewhat conditional as the fact that they have to have creatures for you to Lights Out, but that's usually almost always the case. So, um, yeah, still at number eight for me. Um, still definitely great value i think and pretty awesome yeah lights out's very good it's it is higher on my list the question is is it in the same spot as it was last time i hope we, not we shall see we shall see i hope it's dropped like everything else because uh oh. your exclu- we shall see. your exclusion was pretty uh un- un- unforgivable oh, <laughs> <laughs> unforgivable oh well okay <laughs> I'm just kidding. And obviously, <laughs> and obviously, you thought so too, because you, uh, you, you changed. I did change things around. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll get, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. We'll, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see why uh, we all think so much of Starline's plant. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Starline's plant, Broadwater plant, right? That was the one we said was yeah, probably yeah. the worst I, card it, of all the plants. Maybe Starline's is the one I would rather have just because you're most likely to have a star alliance house that you want to call over and over and over again mm-hmm. um still not not a wonderful card brobnar means that you're playing brobnar or yes the only good news could be is that you're playing against brobnar but then it's probably useless most of the time <laughs> mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. yeah all right but anyway all right so all right that was my... moving to my number eight which is a mystery so... because you moved down again Yes. So my number eight is Hawk. Hawk. So, so yes. I, I, I like the I like that drop. That's a two tier drop, but I do like that. It is uh, it might be? Yeah. yeah but I, I still really like Hawk. Hawk is Hawk's got an Ember Pip. You play it, you destroy an artifact. If you do, you gain an Ember. So you're destroying an artifact and you're Ember bursting. 
So, um, you know, it, it can be valuable even to destroy your own artifacts sometimes if your opponent doesn't have anything that, that, uh, that you can blow up. So, um, I think it's good. I love the, uh, little, the little nod to the orb of wonder being two bits is kind of fun in the flavor text mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, the art of the little cart. Last time we were chatting about whoever that big dude is on the front of the cart, like dragging the cart along. I want him as a card because he looks like a big dude in shadows. So that could be interesting maybe in the future. I don't know. See see what that dude is. Yeah, I definitely want to see what that dude is as well because he is definitely a beast. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, with that said, um, I guess it is my turn to reveal my number seven. No, wait. No, you're seven. You're you're you're. Uh, yes, because we yeah. All right, so my number seven is uh, follows along the theme, and it is in air quotes borrow. So also gives you a number pip. You play it, take control of an enemy artifact while under your control. It belongs to House Shadows. So um, again, more artifact control, but this one's taking control of your opponent's artifact. And the fact it always belongs to House Shadows, whereas with Sticklifter, it um, <clears throat> right, it, it could stay under its original house if you have that house. Uh, I like I like Borrow a little better. Uh, plus, I really like the artwork. A little goofy, uh, haha, I stole your thing. Uh, uh, elf symbol is, is kind of fun. And um, you know, being able to use the artifact right away when you take control of it is, uh, is pretty powerful. So... Um, Borrow is my number seven. That's not a bad number seven. Again, that one is a two, another two spot drop. So uh, mm. I see that mm. I, I see that our, our talk of the card that was here may have bumped up too, um, which is fine. <laughs> uh-huh. But, uh huh. But it means I'm winning. <laughs> You're winning. Unless we shall stay. We shall. Uh, I didn't realize this is a competition, but no, sure. It's sure. not. All right. So for my number seven, um, I haven't changed anything. I actually um, still have Subtle Mall here. Um, I still think that Subtle Mall is the best artifact of the Shadow artifacts. Um, I like it better than Master Plan, even. Even though I do see the value of Master Plan, and it's close. I think that Subtle Mall, especially in multiples, um, always is just annoyance and a lot of power. And um, in the right kind of decks, Subtle Mall, I think, is just uh, overwhelming. And uh, I felt it needed a mention. So it made my list. Um, probably, like I said, Master Plan, arguably better most of the time. But like when Subtle Mall is at its top, it's way at its, it's like broken. Um, and uh, I like it a lot. So. That's uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go subtle mall being my number seven and uh, you see uh, so and I don't know that I have a great subtle mall deck um, in fact I don't but um, it, you know if we're talking about a deck where you can't pick all the cards in the deck means you probably only have one of them and is it really that great with just one yeah it's uh, pretty good play it out and then you have to use it. it means you have to call back into shadows like how many times are you doing calling back into shadows like often shadows is a house you you know you save up and you you do the big ember swing and then you you go back to it rewards you know, it rewards you for chaining yourself and like waiting for a a proper time to play like your too much protect or your urchins or your wrist clocks so shadows has more recurrence than most houses like i think the only house i would say that recurs more than shadows would be well two houses would be mars and star alliance because uh they could pretty much really yeah because they could take like they could take over the games like just their house like uh i I think they're pretty good so well uh uh, i mean definitely those two houses you're going to be calling a lot but but i feel like houses with beefy creatures you're going to be calling more than than shadows because those guys are going to stick you got you know reap with those those sanctum or brobnar dudes or their saurian dudes like i mean if you're trying I don't know, I don't... if you're trying to lose a competitive game that's a good strategy but nobody plays creatures like that like nobody, play, <laughs> nobody nobody plays creatures for the idea of playing them to the board to use them unless you're saurian you... i guess yeah, I mean, but but if you got guys out, I, I don't know. I feel like you're you're. It's a lot easier to lose guys off the board in, in shadows than it is other houses. And there's there's not that much stuff in shadows that you're going to be using multiple times uh, over well, I, and over again. I, I don't disagree with you, but like I said, this is this is my choice, and Settle Mall, I think is uh, <laughs> is a, is a card you should play more. 
I, I, I was actually, uh, before we started this recording, I was mentioning, I was just poking around trying to find an interesting subtle mall deck since you've been <laughs> talking about it so much in the last episode and then and then this episode. So I don't know, maybe maybe I'll find an interesting subtle mall deck to mess around with. Just find one that has two or three subtle malls on it and see how, see how much it calls shadows. <laughs> I will. I will do that. Mm-hmm. All right. So that was my number uh, seven. So I move... I think it's my turn to go to six first. Um, and at six, I still have my, my good old Ronnie wrist clocks. I think uh, six is a good spot for him. Um, he's the best mm-hmm. of the urchin style, you know, cards in my opinion. So um, that's why he's here. Urchin will not be on my list because I have him. Um, but I value shadows for what they do. And they're a big part of it, right? Like uh, that character, that uh, type of card is uh, definitely one that, uh, you know kind of drives the shadow house so like um mm-hmm. it, it, it basically does a lot of things good with like the too much to protect and everything else they having that one extra gonna steal one more piece of amber um usually comes in super handy so high value um and putting them this low is just a testament that there's like really a lot of cards that are just amazing so yeah yeah i think uh ronnie's very very good and uh you must be an archon with discriminating taste to select Ronnie. Uh, I also selected Ronnie, but uh, he's at a little higher position on my list. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. So let's move on then to your number six. Okay, so my number six is Relentless Whispers. There it so is. So Relentless Whispers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it moved around a little bit. So uh, this one moved up a little bit. Right? So uh, Relentless Whispers... Um, is uh, it's an action gives you number when you play it. it says play deal two damage to a creature if this damage destroys that creature steal one and uh, so it, there's a lot of small dudes out there so it's not too hard <clears throat> to get this off and uh, often right the small dudes are the the better dudes that you want to get rid of anyway and uh, you know it's often worth it even killing you off your own guy in order to get the steal off here and and get that swing of three. So Relentless Whispers is uh, is pretty good. And it is my number, number what? Number six now. <laughs> number six. Yeah, so we had the talk last time we, we did about it, and you know that I, I, I value that card pretty highly. Um, so I will just say that uh, it's my number four, so we'll just skip over it. But uh, it's definitely still a very valuable and very strong um presence and it still is two points of damage regardless um like i said nerve blast is kind of in the same category but the fact that you don't even have to steal it to get that two damage makes it just better with the damage pip and the fact that you get to steal an amber to two so there's just a lot of value on, on a, a single card which is a uh, very very amazing so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i like i like it cool cool so with very that, good with that said, my number number five yeah my number five at this point is now Finishing Blow. And uh, Finishing Blow is an em- gives you an Ember Pip, and it says play, destroy a damaged creature if you do steal one. Uh, so similar in many ways to Relentless Whispers. We were having a big back and forth last time. Oh, this one um, dropped a lot. This was your number two last time. so It was. It I'm was. Very... Uh, yeah, yeah. We, we had a big back and forth. And, and in many ways, I'm like, hey, you know, as I reflected on it, it's very similar to Relentless Whispers. Um, so I wanted to put them, I decided to put them next to each other, sort of like I did Hawk and Borrow. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think, uh, there, you know, there's a lot of random damage flying around and, uh, um, you know, killing off a creature isn't, isn't too hard. It's not very hard to have damage flying around on creatures. So, um, um, you know, this can, can kill a guy and, and steal regardless of how much power, as long as there's that damage on, on, on the guy. And, uh. I don't know. You know, I was also reflecting uh, my very first deck had uh, finishing blow on it. So maybe, I don't know, maybe I've got a little uh, nostalgia there for, for my first my first deck with finishing blow and, and horseman uh, and a Fagan. So it's a fun deck. I should actually go back to that deck. Mm-hmm. But uh, finishing blow is my number five. I like I like finishing blow. Um, I'm glad to see you dropped it some. Um, I think that's a, it was a wise choice. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but uh, I don't hate it. Like I said, I think it's good. I didn't make my list, but uh, I do I do think the card has a lot of value. Um, 
and it has its place in the game for sure. So it's also uh, I'm just recalling that I mentioned this last time. It's also the Shadows card with the highest win rate around. Yeah, that's so fine. That's not nothing. I mean, it just means that it's in a deck with good Shadows cards. That's all that means. <laughs> it's also been around since Coda, so so there's been a there's a lot out there to uh, to. A lot of games out there to, to put it in its position, right? Yeah, so yep, uh, I, I don't I think it's a fluke. No, no, it's not a fluke. Like I said, it's a great card. Um, it just it doesn't see as much because I think it wasn't it. It was a rare, right? So like it doesn't. It is rare. It doesn't yep. pop up as much as what I'm saying. And when it does pop up, it's a rare. So it's filling a, a, a slot that normally in the shadows it could be your weak slot, right? The rares are the, definitely were the worst um, out of the three because you had really good uncommons and commons. So mm -hmm. it makes sense that it would have a high win rate because it's a good rare, right? So and it's the good rare. Uh, rub off for statistics right like if you're a good rare you probably have a good chance if your house has good commons and uncommons which shadows did so um mm -hmm. i'm not i'm not, so that's why i think that the, the win rate is probably high on it because it's a quality card um so like i said i have no qualms with it um but for number five for me i decided to go with vandalize because mm -hmm. i think that vandalize is a card that could be absolutely crucial in disrupting uh combo decks and decks that are basically going to um look to win by doing things like in sequence like if you're if you have like that uh cincinnatus rex combo with the uh you know with your artifact there the golden spiral golden spiral yeah. yeah like or something like that if you have a first turn vandalize you can end that quickly like you can you know there's a chance that you just break that combo like right off the go or if you have a ganka you like you just break the combo right off the go by putting it your whole deck to find it so mm -hmm. um that's a huge swing and if you have multiple vandalizes it just gets more nutty so like um i think vandalize is a, a new card that, that for shadows that is actually hyper uh aggressive and like you know like kind of almost a staple at this point i think for um people who are playing that uh that set um style I think, yeah, yeah. That, that set because that's definitely one of the better cards that they got from the that record so yeah, yeah, and, and uh, I, I was happy this made your list because this was definitely one of the cards that I considered putting mm -hmm. on my list. I, I like it a lot, and uh, I don't hear a lot about it, so I was like, ah, you know, should I put it on my list at number ten or something, just because otherwise it won't get mentioned. Um, uh, so it was it was cool to see it, you put it on your list. Um, I do, yeah, I do have one deck with a triple vandalize and an infernus in it that uh, <laughs> is 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 pretty fun. Um, <laughs> Unfortunately, whatever the third house is is pretty rough, but uh, um, but I do have fun with that deck for sure. Yeah, fun is what matters most, right? Like uh, it's an important element of the game. Um, mm -hmm. So I can't be mad about uh, people who are playing fun decks because that's what Keyforge mm -hmm. is all about. But that with that said, uh, number five, uh, I already told you my number four because I knew I would be the one going first, uh, which was Relentless Whispers. So we won't get too much of that, but we'll, I'll go ahead and let you take back over and do your number four. So my number four is a card you've already mentioned, and I said it was higher on my list. It is Lights Out. Yep. Right? Just being able to to bounce cards back to Pivox's hands. It's just gotten stronger over time, right? With the proliferation of Saurian, and now that Sanctum does even more capture than it did before. Being able to bounce, getting rid of those upgrades that Star Alliance is, is throwing out there. Just lots and lots of great ways for um, for this card to, to have really great effect. Uh, and it gives you an ember to boot, so lights out. Pretty, pretty good card. Number four. Yeah, no, lights out is uh, pretty amazing. Um, and like I said, I think it has more value now than it did when it originally came out. So that's also mm -hmm. that's a mm -hmm. sign of a good, a good card, right? Like when it can still find value in a uh, quote unquote uh, ad advanced set. I won't say advanced, but like. Uh, so what I'm looking for here, folks. I'm old. Help me out. Um, uh, later generation. I don't know. I don't a, know. A current set, like yeah. Current like, set. A, cur gotcha, a current gotcha. set. Yeah. So um, it is kind of interesting when you pull uh, a lights out in in mass mutation, and you know it's, the art has got the you know the shadows dude knocking two Mars guys' heads together, uh, but there's no Mars in the set, so it's kind of interesting when, dude, when you pull that. But there's still aliens. Like uh, there's true. There are aliens, but those are definitely Martians. Yeah, that's fine. But like, I mean, Star Alliance has got everything, right? 
could have. They some... do. Do they have any Martians? I don't know if they have Martians, but they have a lot. They definitely they, have aliens. They, for sure. they definitely have aliens. Just because they don't mm -hmm. call them Martians doesn't mean they're not Martians, right? They aren't from Mars. I don't know. I don't know if I've seen any green ones. They do have a lot of. They they definitely have elves. They definitely have. Um, there's got to be aliens, like you said. There's got to be a defector somewhere. There's got to be a, a, yeah. a, a clone that was like, you know what? I want to be my own thing. <laughs> like you know. There you go. There you go. It's like I, I don't want to just be another one in the crowd. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Isn't that the cool thing to do with kids nowadays? Yeah, I think so. Sure. I'm just kidding. <laughs> the hipster thing. Yeah. I don't know. Is hipster are hipsters still cool? I don't know. Maybe. I'm too old to know anything that's cool. So if I like it, <laughs> if I like it, it's definitely not cool. Gotcha. 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 Yeah. But you like Keyforge, and that's cool. Is it? I'll say it is. How about that? Okay, cool. But you're old too, so we might be wrong. <laughs> There's truth to that, yes. <laughs> but no, I'm right. just kidding. I'm just kidding. All right, so with that... Number three. With, with all that said, your number three is... My number three is uh, Mr. Ronald Rislox. Ronald so, McDonald. Uh, yeah, you had this guy at uh, a little higher on your list, but uh, like I said, he's just, uh, you know... He's like the quintessential Shadows card. And, uh, you know, two power, steal one or two ember. And you steal more ember when it's important to steal more ember when your opponent has a lot of ember, seven or more. So just very, very good. Yeah, like uh, just a little bit better than Urchin, I think. Uh, the Elusive on Urchin is definitely good. Gives you recursion, better recursion value as far as like, you know, harder to get rid of kind of deal. But um, I don't think like getting rid of Urchin off the table is something that uh can factor in getting an extra amber at the right time so um yep, yep. the fact that it's stealing an ember right right um plus with mass mutation out there ping damage is is very uh it's real prolific yeah, yeah. yeah. so a so. little bit bigger body is probably better than the elusive for sure at this point yep yep uh, yep plus your your opponent has little reason to kill ronnie right um yeah. especially if you're rolling untamed or something and might have a regrowth or, or something like that to to pull him back with. Well, uh, I, I will I will say that the sanctimonious fellows will be happy that Ronnie is valued so highly. I know it's one of Dan's favorite cards, so um, mm -hmm. shout shout out to the, those guys. We haven't heard from them in a little bit, but hopefully yeah yeah hopefully all is well. It's very good. The new year very good. the new year is coming, so we'll see what happens. But uh, yeah, so um, that's number two. That was number is it me? No, that was number three. No. Uh, my number three is Miasma. Um, Aha, yes. It's a staple card. Um, it slows down your opponent for a turn, basically, and gives you a chance to basically flip the script. Um, in the previous episode, we had discussion of why I thought it was so good, and most of it is because the earlier you get to use it, the better you can sway the tempo. Like, I think it's more valuable early than it is on your third key, but it's always valuable. So, like, that's that's the, that's the fact of it. So, like, uh, the card is just bonkers. Um, it does a lot of uh, tempo for you as far as swinging and stuff, and it gives you a chance to buy time to set up even bigger too much protects or bigger, uh, you know, Ronnies, etc., etc. So, um, can't ever hate on miasma it's one of the staples it's still really good it got fixed in this set with the miasma bomb um is it like like you saw they made library card uh, those are i think the more proper things they should have done uh in the beginning mm -hmm. so don't hate it love it um yeah and i'm a, a fan of the, the the way that things are going with that so that's where i'm at with that uh, so so my reasoning for leaving it off the list is that clearly this fairy is poisoning beer and that's just not cool yeah, beer poisoning is something that should be pretty pretty. <laughs> that's that's not actually the reason why. Um, but uh, um, <laughs> the um, um, so I I didn't I considered it for sure. I, I didn't put it on the list just because I'm, I'm not crafting my deck. So in this scenario, we're not picking a deck with the right combo of stuff. So this is this is particularly good when you have things that either uh, that are scaling amber steel or increase key costs, uh, stuff like that. And um, and so without knowing if I have that stuff, I, I like it a lot. I, I just didn't quite make my top 10. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I think it's always good. I don't think you should say that it's situational because being able to stop your opponent from making a key any time is good. But without the follow-up, it's not as good. We'll say that. Right. But uh, right. 
<laughs> it's also sometimes you, you end up just having to play for the amber, right? Your opponent just forged, and it's always you really wanna... it's, it's always at least an amber, right? So that makes yeah, it, that makes true. It, that makes it have value. That makes it have its own value right there, in my opinion. So, like, yep. uh, I'm a fan. I agree. I'm a bit of a I'm a bit of a mark for the uh, the miasma. But um, all right, cool. So with that said, uh, my number two is too much to protect because I mean it's too too much. But mm-hmm. uh, now, but like uh, I I put this as my number two because uh, my number one I think is number one, <laughs> and uh, I think that. Uh, the, the, the too much to protect is a staple, you know, scaling amber card for uh, st- shadows. It changes your opponent's mindset and how, what they can play when they can play it. Um, it makes them craft their deck a little, play their deck a little bit differently and around it. So that in in itself has like super inerrant value, right? Um, in, in my opinion, anytime there's a card that can that affects your opponent's mentality on the game, um, and what their deck is doing, I think it makes it very powerful. And, and too much to protect is that card. Um, this is the reason why, probably why we talked about this a little bit last time was that uh, I think bait and switch may have gotten nerfed is because too much to protect exists. Um, without too much to protect, it, like then bait and switch is still like really good, but it doesn't need to be nerfed because you know, that's just one tool to, to swing a game, but having two tools like that in the set um, is a bit broken, and I think that the outcry against um, Bait and Switch maybe should have been an outcry against Too Much to Protect, because I think it's actually better most of the time. So, but... Um, yeah, I think... Um, I, I, so I, I, I prefer... If you're going to nerf one of the two, I, I prefer the nerf of, of Bait and Switch... I think, because um, it it's still you know it's that common. It's, right? it's, and, it, uh, it was easier to nerf. I think that's why it, it got nerfed. There's truth to that as well. There's definitely truth to that as well. You can just sort of say, "Oh, we we meant to say <laughs> only do the top half repeated." Right. Like too much um, to protect doesn't have yeah. a lot of gray. Like it's pretty much what it is. Yeah. Yeah. So, but it's um. Yeah, I think that uh, too much to protect is awesome, you know, and uh, it is it is higher on my list, or or was one or two. So you know, you guys are gonna find out in a moment where where it is. <laughs> uh, but yeah, just the ability to to um, you know pull your pull your opponent back down, and then you're in shadows. You probably got a way to take one more, um, or or maybe you played that miasma and they built up a ton of ember and you get a whole bunch and even if they forge you've you've taken a lot from them it's it's just really really good it's a really really good card mm-hmm. i agree so go ahead and re- reveal your number two <laughs> my number two is not tmtp my number two is routine job oh, go which figure. which That's... is is the card that that you were giving me a, a very hard time about and i i felt I felt it was it was deserved in many ways that I I had somehow left it off my list. I think so. Well, let me say what it does, right? So, <clears throat> routine job. It's an action. It says steal one, then steal one for each copy of routine job in your discard pile. So, uh, though it's possible to have four of these or three of these in a deck, I think when we're talking about just quote unquote independently having cards, right? It always comes with at least two. So you, so you got to look at it with at least two. Mm-hmm. And I think when I was originally putting together a list, I was thinking about, well, the, it's amazing when you have extra of them, but I can't assume that. Um, but when you do the math, e- even just with the pair, it's, it's still really good, right? First, t- first time you play the card, it's a swing of two. Next time you play the card, it's a swing of four. So it's an average swing of three. That's that's pretty good. That That's... That's real good. So, um, and, you know, especially maybe you get lucky, you get more of them, or you get ways to recur the cards, and it just gets real crazy real fast. Uh, so, routine job is my number two. I take satisfaction in knowing that you jumped nine spots with that card. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you should. You should. You, you've showed the error of my ways. <laughs> the, the winning. Maybe I shouldn't have uh, re-recorded this. Maybe I should have uh, let you struggle with that one. Let's try. Well, the, yes, true. You could you could still release it as like a you know, an outtake. Yeah, an outtake or something, and, he, and he just hear me uh, you know stumble over myself as to why I didn't include it and try to remember why and 
scratch my head a little bit. <laughs> nah, I think I think I think you've done a good enough job of uh, of smacking yourself. So there you go. I'm, there you go. I'm, I'm good. Right. I'm good. Self, with... Self-flagellation over over Keyforge cards. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So um. Yep. So there you go. His number two routine job. My number one routine job. His number one definitely too much to protect. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. True story. True story. So uh, with that said, um. Overall, how hard was it for you to figure out shadows? I thought it was hard, right? There was a lot of stuff that I wanted to put on the list that I couldn't, right? So uh, one thing slid off the list. So so maybe that's my number 11 now. So that was uh, one last job, which is also really good. And mm-hmm. uh, you know, in that one, part of the reason I was thinking about it is uh, right, basically it says, hey, it gives you a number. You play it as an action. You purge all your shadows, dudes, from your board. You steal one from each guy you purge. When you're talking about just having random guys out in, in this deck, right? Purging them for an ember could be really good. Then you can call their houses a whole bunch. You've stolen a whole bunch. It, it's a pretty powerful card when it comes down at the right time. I agree. Um, I think that uh, my honorable mention has to be bait and switch. Like um, it's a card that mm. I took off my list. Um, cause Mascus Asp was just, I felt after discussing how close it was, I was like, it really should be on my list. Like, uh, I think bait and switch, mm-hmm. the mighty have fallen with bait and switch, but uh, at the same time, it's still pretty damn good. Um, it still has a lot of value. Um, can't hate too much on it, but I will say that it's discarded more often now than it's ever been. So, um, totally, <laughs> um, totally. So, so that's, that's, it used to be, you'd chain yourself to hold it because it was just so strong at the right moment. But uh, not anymore. Right. And so I think that that's kind of what made me think about it more was the fact that you said, I think, um, so that was something I took from you is like, uh, even though it was only nine, so it only dropped, like, it, it was like definitely in contention to start with. But when you were like, yeah, most of the time you discard it, I went like, yeah, you know what? You're you're absolutely right. Like, definitely needs to get mm-hmm. off my list um, cause, mm-hmm. cause, because of that fact, um, mostly because of that fact. Um, but, you know, yeah. it's it's a good card. Um, also at the end of the last section, we said, what is the worst shadows card? And we've already mentioned that, like, it was easily hands down the Brobnar plant. <laughs> so, yeah, that's um, Brobnar plant. Those are a couple things that uh, came out of the woodworks from the, the thing that we didn't want to miss out on saying again. But, um, yeah, so, like, this is the end of the, yeah. the 10. So and... there is there is one other card that I seriously considered, and I thought you might put it on the list. It's even better in combination, but even just as is, I was like, it's, it's strong enough that, that maybe one of us puts it on. Mm. Um, and uh, but, but neither of us did, and that was Safe House. And uh, nah. really, really strong with Bo Nithing, uh, nah. or even Red Penny. But there's a ton of other cards in other houses that with good play effects that just using a safe house to archive and be able to replay those cards can be, can be really good. So that was when I, I actually, as I was rethinking about my list, I was like, well, should I put it on instead of Merkins? But, but I didn't, I left Merkins on. Good choice in my opinion. Cause I think safe house is uh, still subject to the pitfall of um, it comes into play tapped. So you don't get to use it mm-hmm. right away. And then like, it's only as good as the cards that you're putting back into your archive, which means it's really like a turn and a half before you really get to do anything with it or see mm-hmm. any, see any fruit, probably two turns before you see fruit from it. Um, not saying it's not great with the bone to things and things like that. Like there's definitely a super value, but there's also plenty of artifacts that make you hate, uh, play hate for artifacts. And that makes your safe house that much worse. So, um, that's True. why I still think it's a great card. Uh, don't get me wrong. I have my own safe house, double bow, double safe house. So, like, Ooh, nice. uh, um, it's really fun and um, it's good. But like, um, I don't think it's, I don't think it's top ten enough for me. Um, Independently. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, um, that's why it would not make my list. But, um, mm-hmm. so this discussion's been great. It's been fun, and we're gonna continue on with it uh, next next uh, podcast. Um, which will be untamed as picked by Drazcore. Yes. I did give him the yes. choice. And he wanted to go with Big Papa Choda. So, um, mm-hmm. In honor of the holidays, Father Christmas himself. Yeah, so <laughs> we are going to uh, see what that brings. Um, discussion in our team chat has already been boiling over um, with, with ideas and stuff. So um, I usually just read them and laugh at them. And I yeah, them, yeah I, there's, lo- there's lots of back and forth. I, I read them initially, and then I, I don't look at it for a little bit because I don't want something to be burned into my into my brain. I want to try to keep myself a little bit fresh. 
yeah. when, I, when I read them. So uh, yeah, it, so. it's a little bit easier for me because I've done these kind of things before, and so like mm. I'm really just adjusting a list that I've already had in my head. Like Ooh, uh, interesting. Okay. So it's definitely first time me trying to crack through this stuff. Yeah. yeah. So so the influence on you might be a bit heavier than the influence on me sometimes. But um, at the same time, um, I don't think there's any doubt that people who know me know don't know what my number one is yet. Ooh. This is this is interesting. I I might have to reflect. I'm you know what? I'm gonna um I think when I'm when I build my list, I'm gonna try to figure out what's at the top of your list also. I don't know how I'm gonna do that, but I'm gonna do it. You just have to listen to any podcast that mentions my favorite cards. Like, if you know Control of the Week is my favorite card, you would know what my second favorite card is. So I should go back and re-listen to stuff we recorded. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> or just remember what I said. Yeah, that's that's hard. That's hard. Uh, and I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. I am old. You're right. I agree. Well, you know, we're, <laughs> we're all we're all getting older as as, as it is. You yeah. know, I was I was making a joke uh, w with my brother about how, um, you know, I was probably last on the COVID vaccine list because I'm a middle aged uh, IT professional, and uh, he he's not that much younger than me, and he's like middle aged. I was like, yeah, dude, you too, man. <laughs> so. You know. 35 yeah. is middle age for men folks we die on average at 70 ish <laughs> mm. i think I, I, I don't it might have gone up since last i've read it because i again i'm old but i know in my family mm. we die in our 60s so i'm, I'm well past Oof. my middle age <laughs> mm. but well. yeah that's what happens you live you know, keep the brain active you, you get live some exercise you live all that. You, you die well i got harlan he's plenty of exercise trust me there you go, there you go. <laughs> maybe he was a blessing <laughs> <laughs> keep you on your feet keep me on something kid is crazy yeah well <laughs> anyway so um i will put out this public service announcement as well um damn you cobra kai i've binge watched you the whole time the whole season already because it's the best like tv series i got going for me as far as like what yeah. i like to watch and damn I've you for, and damn you for ending it again on a cliffhanger that makes me go get to season four and i just got season three so it's gonna be a long time but i hate you cobra kai but i actually love you mm. <laughs> Interesting. Cobra Kai. Uh, okay. All right. Maybe I'll have to check that out. Yeah. yeah. Actually, my 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 kids, uh, they forced me. They've been trying to talk me into for a long time watching uh, Kibo on Netflix, just a cartoon, mm -hmm. uh, with them. And I was like, ah, I don't know if I want to watch a cartoon. But they're like, oh, you really liked Avatar when we made you watch that. So I was like, all right, all right, I'll. Oh, Kibo. Is that the one with the two string Kibo. guy? Uh, it's the it's the girl. Oh, maybe like, not. The future, with, like there's mutants and stuff. Okay. Um, it was actually really good. I uh, I I liked it. It was sort of I would put it in the category of of liking it. Like I liked uh, Last Airbender or Dragon Prince or one of those cartoons. It was definitely one that uh, adults can very much enjoy. Hmm. What's it called? It's called Kipo and the Age of the Wonder Beasts or something like that. Kipo. Okay. K-I-P-O. Yeah, oh, and it's K good. And kids will like it too, so you can watch it with your kids. Yeah, that's what I figured. I watched Airbender with my 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 uh, middle son, and he's mm -hmm. he really big into Airbender. So if you're saying that it's kind of on that level, he would enjoy it. Yes, yeah. that's, that's something yeah. I, I can watch with him that he hasn't seen yet. So that'd be nice because uh, mm -hmm. he he doesn't really pay attention to anime and stuff like that, or like you know Japanese style animation, uh, unless gotcha. unless I bring it to his attention. So um so I do my job as a good father to uh, make sure that he uh, gets the right. Uh, Culture him, yes. culture, culture. Yeah. <laughs> so, Excellent. Uh, yes, yes. And I'm not, the, I'm not a master at it. I did live in Japan for three years. That's the only reason I even like it. But, uh, interesting. Yeah. Le learn a little bit about me every time. See. Yeah, I tell you. Yeah, I've, I've never lived outside the country, so. Yeah, I've been to 33 countries in my life, so I have lots of stories. And that's pretty good. It's a good number. Part of, part of the reason I love KeyForge is because the international community just rocks. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So it was it was good times, but anyhow, yeah. so I think that's all we got uh, without killing you guys and making you listen to us babble for another ten minutes, which we could. Really good at it. <laughs> um, but uh, like, um, hope you guys had a safe New Year's. I hope you guys stayed away from Corona. I hope that 2021 kicks ass. It's already way better than 2020 just because it's here. Um, oh but, yeah. But uh, 
you know, we'll, we'll be doing things in the future. Keep listed. Um, and if you have any inputs or want to join the discussion, let give us uh, some PMs. Like, hit us up and let us know what you think or what you want to hear us talk about. Um, we're always looking for the next thing. Um, we get, we're pretty good for these top tens for a while. But uh, after that, we'll be probably going into dark tithings at that point, I guess. Um, that's what Ooh, our, no, that's our, exciting. That's what our goal was anyway. Um, but we'll see what happens. Um, and again, we'll keep you posted about anything cool happening with uh, KFPL. And um, I know that uh, if you haven't checked out the random archive, uh, random access archive videos that uh, that Kate, uh, Crazy Killing Machine they're putting out, Carl's putting out, um, I suggest you go watch them because um, he's been doing a lot of work with uh, getting some overlays ready and stuff like that that you'll see more in the KFPL too, I'm sure, at some point. Um, but um, And we do have a series coming soon with uh, Zach Armstrong um, coming on. And it's going to be kind of like a versus series of uh, us playing decks against each other and just openly talking about... Uh, what we're playing and how we're playing it and etc so it's sounds fun it's supposed to be kind of like the versus videos from uh, magic but uh you know it's gonna be keyforge obviously and it's gonna be better because it's keyforge there you go cool cool so with all that said this is jupiter from manliest new york and i say happy holidays to all of you and i hope that your families and friends are all doing well and i look forward to hearing from you soon and this is Drasgor. Happy holidays, happy new year, and happy forging. Yep, catch you guys on the flip.